0: Right, I wanna welcome everybody watching via the internet. It's an honor to have you here. Um, Thank you so much for spreading the messages uh, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, You're emailing it to your friends. It's wonderful to see how many people are just watching um, these messages all over the world. And if you are doing that, I want to tell you, you are what I call an internet evangelist. Uh, Maybe you're not preaching to somebody face to face, but you're willing to share the message. And I want to thank you so much for that. Uh, That small thing you do spreads the gospel thousands of people amen right today I'm going to talk about the judgment of fire unto healing the judgment of God's fire unto healing you know so many times we are afraid of the judgment of God and we ought not to be afraid of of the judgment of God we find many people afraid of one day Jesus is going to return and then there's going to be this big judgment day and uh, we need to be scared I remember the time when they said uh, that you know uh, it would be the end of the world in 2012 you know and then there was this prophet this Christian guy that said that Jesus would come back I can't remember when that was a while back I I watched one of my old videos and I saw (laughs) I spoke about that and uh, you know and the people who were the most bound in fear were Christians because of this fear of judgment and I can understand why Christians would be most afraid because they know all the laws and because they know all the laws, they know what they haven't done right. And because they know all their sin, they are so sin conscious that they are scared of God because they think God is sin conscious. And that's why they are riddled with fear. And God doesn't want us to fear. Now I've got good news for you: the, most of the judgment spoke, spoken about in the Old Testament took place two thousand years ago. It's already taken place. <laughs> And there is an ongoing judgment today, and the end time judgment, you know, would be in a completely different form than what we are used to, what we used to think. You know, we just think of this angry God coming back to kill people, and it is not (laughs) going to be like that. So, um, I'm going to today just speak a little bit on this, and we can see maybe the next time when I minister, uh, that I can continue explaining more of this judgment but when you look at uh, let's start off with um, just the person of God and then we're going to talk about the judgment that took place in Jesus Christ and uh, just in a summary before I get into the message this is what I want to say and I'm going to show it from scripture that 2,000 years ago God judged the law system he judged it he judged sin he ended it and it's all over he judged the system of pride and said that it, he ruled against it what it means is that he said that that system shall not prevail and that that system of pride where you are what you do and living by human ability shall never again be the foundation from where man will strive to have life but he judged that his life is your life that is the judgment of God. That is how He judged man 2,000 years ago. And we're going to see that in Scripture today. I want to start off with, um, with Hebrews 12. And I'm going, to, I'm going to read many Scriptures, so you can just jot this down if you want, or get the CD afterwards. Hebrews 12, verse 27 to 29, It say, it says... Yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, the things that have been made, in order the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful to receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken. In in the King James, it says, let us have grace. Okay, And, And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for God is a consuming fire. Now, okay, God is seen here as a consuming fire. And it says here, because God is a consuming fire, let us receive grace. Amen. <laughs> okay, now w- the way we've seen that traditionally was, you know, we need to think of God as a gracious God, offer the right kind of worship, just sing right, just dance right, just give the right worship with your money, because God is a consuming fire, meaning He will just consume anybody that's wrong. You know, but that's not what it says. What it actually talks about here is that God um, is against the other system, the law system, and He offers us the new kingdom, which cannot be shaken. You know, when you are in grace, you cannot be shaken. Your righteousness cannot be shaken, because you will always be righteous. But when you're in the law... your righteousness can be shaken. You can tomorrow feel maybe I'm not good enough or tomorrow you might not be good enough by your works. And uh, measured to the standard of living that you think you need to live by, your life and your world can be shaken. Now, when God comes with grace, He brings forth a system where He says, Perfect righteousness is the only righteousness that, you know, that can give you access to His quality of life, but He offers it for free. So if you stand in a system, and I've seen this so many places where I would go and preach in a church or at a meeting where uh, people would believe in works righteousness, and I come and I preach grace, their kingdom is shaken it's shaken and the Bible says God will shake once more not not just heaven but heaven and earth shall be shaken with this truth and this shaking for us who are in grace is wonderful and I want to say for the person in the world that is humble it's also wonderful but for those who want to stick with works righteousness it's not good (laughs) because there's a judgment against you God Almighty says that the way you live is not the way unto life okay right and we need to understand that now here it says God is a consuming fire now the best way to explain consuming fire to me is you know or, or is by using the example of my life you know I had a certain idea of who God was I thought that God was a sin-conscious boss that would never praise you for anything good because that's what you're supposed to do and correct you on what you do wrong. But when He came and revealed to me who He was, His love consumed that wrong belief. For He is a consuming fire. (laughs) and he will consume your wrong belief that is what happens as a consuming fire if you read Isaiah 53 verse 5 it says by his stripes we are healed now that word healed one of the root meanings of the word heal is the word consume so when God is a consuming fire we know that the fire of God talks about the goodness of God. Because when Moses was on the mountain in um, uh, uh, is, is it Exodus 34 verse 7, this is what he said. He said, God show me your glory. Now the glory of the mountain, according to 2 Corinthians 3, was the fire of God that was on the mountain. But when God declared that fire what that fire really is he said this fire is my mercy my grace my long suffering my abundance of goodness my truth my ability to forgive this is this fire okay now he is a consuming fire he is in other words if you say God's a consuming fire if fire means goodness you know and consume means heal it means he's a healing goodness So what what, what that verse tries to say is that God has come and He declares that the old kingdom is past. And He is completely going to remove that whole kingdom, that whole system to the point that only on planet earth in the return of Christ would be left this gospel of grace and everything else shall be removed now there's there's a, there's there's a whole teaching that I can teach on that which which I don't want to do today um, on the end time judgment i want to talk about the judgment that took place 2000 years ago which most of us think will still take place okay so what who god is is what he did, did was he ended the law system and by his work he completely consumed in his obedience any obedience that you need to do in order to be righteous he consumed it for he is a consuming fire therefore the bible says let us have grace for he is he has consumed the old system therefore let us have what he has promised because if you still want to walk in the old system all you're going to walk in is ashes because he burnt it away (laughs) glory to God so let us have this now what's so wonderful about this goodness is it includes healing it healed my heart it heals uh, relationships it heals my mind when I think about people. Yes, sir. It heals my view about people that has never even believed in Jesus. It heals my view about church. All of a sudden I don't think that somebody is bad anymore. Uh, you know, I always thought that mankind is bad. No, no, man is good. We thought that inherently we were bad. No, no. Does God make bad? No. We are good, and we were placed under a system that brings forth bad in someone that is good. Never think of yourself as bad. Never. The other day I spoke to somebody on the phone and and did some marriage counseling. And, um, you know, the, the, the lady would say, my husband does this and does this and does this. And he would say, but my wife does this and does this and does this. She is like that and, and she would say, he is like this. Now if you look at the works, you can see that what is done is wrong. But the question is, has your mind been healed? Has the glory of God risen on your mind concerning what that person has done? Is it the person that does it? Or is it something that uses his body to live in because of a wrong belief he has? Yet he's still good. You see, when God comes and he heals us, he heals your way of thinking. You know, um, when I think of my children, and I mean I've got normal children, and when we... uh, 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 Argue about something or differ about something. The first thing that comes to my mind is not why is this child so crazy? You know, because I remember, and I mean, it's, it's been said so many times when you become 18, your father or 16, your father starts to lose intelligence. You know, and when you're 21, you really know he knows nothing. And as you become 30, you realize that he started to learn something in life. And when you become 40, you realize he's a wise old man. (laughs) That's the way it works. And, you know, you don't think what's wrong with a child. The first thing you think, once the grace of God, the glorious uh, um, goodness of God has consumed your thoughts by His goodness... You ask yourself the question, what does this person believe? What does this person believe? Because you know this is a perfect person whose sins has been taken away uh, from him. This person is worth so much and is so perfect in God's sight that he was willing to give his son to redeem him from something that he was under that destroyed his life. Now that is a mind that's healed by the goodness of God. That's healing. There's healing in this goodness. And let's go and and read that. Malachi 4. We talk a bit about this fire of God. God will judge the world with fire. Malachi 4 verse 1. For behold, the day comes, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and the evildoers... The arrogant there, I don't know why I didn't copy the King James here, um, means the, those that are full of pride. pride, And the evildoers, doers, evil, doers, evil, um, evil, you know the word evil in the Greek. One of the meanings there is to be full of works or full of labor. Those that stands for works righteousness will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. So what it means is, when God came, um, and we will let me just read this, this whole piece, piece, and then I'll explain. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness, not S-O-N, but S-U-M, a son talks of fire, the son of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings, and you shall go out leaping like calves of the stall, and you shall tread out the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts remember the law law of my servant Moses the statutes and the rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel behold I will send you Elijah, listen to this the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes so the, the great and the awesome day when this judgment will take place there will be something that will take place just before that day and that will be the coming of Elijah now when John the Baptist was on the earth Jesus said he is Elijah of which was spoken and Elijah said that the axe is already at the root Elijah or John the Baptist he said the axe the act. Acts is already at the root and he will clean his threshening floor. Talking about Jesus coming. And the day that judgment manifested was when Jesus stood up out of the baptismal water. When he stood up out of the baptismal water, the kingdom was taken away Hmm. from the devil through the lost system and Jesus now took all of sin in that baptism upon him giving every human being the right to say I am righteous because of that man that happened 2000 years ago because the Bible says before that great and terrible day Elijah will come and then John the Baptist after he was beheaded Jesus said you, you don't know the day of your visitation you don't know what's going on if you don't know let me tell you John was Elijah that was to come and then what he actually declared to them is your kingdom has burned to ashes and in the eyes of God has lost existence (laughs) your law system is gone for the kingdom of God has now come which is the system of grace where he influences you by his goodness Listen, my friend, the only way you can ever have a life of peace and joy is when you have peace and joy as a result of being loved on. There is no other way. There is no other way so when you feel depressed or when you feel I can't make it or when you feel I don't know how how I'm going to raise my kids I, I don't know you know about the future I, I don't know the best thing you can ever do is to go and sit down and let God declare his love to you there is no other way there's no other way you know when I think of I think of the future there's some exciting things that I think about and there are some things that can bring fear to my heart when it comes comes to ministry and you don't want to work worldly principles the only way it functions is by miracle that's how it is because you're not going to manipulate you're not going to control you're not going to try and build it will be God from beginning to end and if you look at it will be God from beginning to end I don't know why it is with a human being like this sometimes because you will look at how he's provided for 25 years and then you cannot believe that he will provide for tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) you don't know why but sometimes that wants to grab your mind when we look at all of that and you come to the place where you feel God I don't know let His love His love consume your fear don't try and get rid of fear (coughs) let love consume your fear now I'm um, after the service I'm leaving I'm going to preach in another town and then I'm going to see one of my friends um uh, in Berdasdorp and he's going through a very hard time financially and you know I I don't want to go and tell him stop to worry I want to go and share something with him that can take his worry away now there's a big difference God is a consuming fire And when he comes with his goodness, let, let us know that is who he is. That's the only way in which he can cure your situation. It's the only way in which he can give you stability in your life is by you allowing him to love you. There is no other way. Glory to God. So what it says here, it says, the day is coming and shall I shall set them ablaze, as the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. So what it says here is even burnt away the very root of the law system, so that you know if a plant is destroyed in its root, it means it can never grow. A ligma tumor can grow from the root if you cut it off. But if 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 there's no root left, neither branch It means that system is completely destroyed. So when we start to live from God's reality, we realize that we cannot find any comfort anymore in any other system. But what does this new system include? It includes the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, meekness, temperance, faith. What it actually includes is God's quality of life. That's what it includes. And then it goes on and it says here, you know, when it talks about this, this, uh, this fire, it says, there is healing in his wings. It says, the sun, S-U-N, the sun, the sun of righteousness, shall arise over us, how? With healing in his wings. Now, those wings doesn't talk about flap, flap. <laughs> you know, those wings that it talks about, talks about, have you ever seen a, a solar flare where the sun gets this, these flames that's like for four hours in the air, you know. Um, and they say that's what causes this um, um, northern lights. So when you, when you look at that, that, that looks like a wing. So what it talks about is, this glory of God... And the fiery flames that's just coming out of this brightness of His goodness contains healing. One of the attributes, one of the things inside it is it contains healing. It's like you can say, um, we were looking at some some chemical things and you, you cannot, if you melt PVC, it's a very big problem for any bystander because the gas it contains is highly poisonous you know <laughs> the way I know that was years ago there was a guy that got very upset because somebody stole his car so he said now what he's now gonna do <laughs> is put a trap in the car I said what are you gonna do he says, now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a coil and I'm gonna put PVC on it and when a thief comes in it starts up the coil and makes this gas in the car and then he dies then i catch him in my car <laughs> it was very upset you know that's how i remember pvc is very poisonous so maybe i shouldn't say all the time how i get to what i know but anyway so this the because pvc it contains it if you if you melt it that's what you'll take part in In the very same way, the goodness of God includes healing for your body. It includes it. I don't have to settle and say, you know, I look at my father and my dad has had knee problems all his life and back problems all his life and all those kind of things and I refer to that as my only point of reference. No. I'm not going to try and be healed all I'm going to have is um, and, this, and I like that verse where it says um, it, it talks about taking your, make your tent wider make your tent bigger let what you believe include more that's what it actually says there you know it says let, let what God has given you in Christ don't let it exclude anything because the way God has got access to our heart is through our persuasion If you're going to live a life where you say, I'm not persuaded that I can ever be healed by Jesus. By a miracle, in some way, you might experience something. But should you say... As effortless as what it was for me to become righteous, as effortless as what it is for me to know that He brings forth joy in my heart. I'm not going to try and act out joy. Joy is mine freely because of His finished work for He has consumed all of the law. He carried my sickness. He bore my diseases. And in Matthew 9, he proved what that meant. And he healed some sick people to fulfill that prophecy. So, what does that mean? That means effortless faith. How do we have effortless faith? We listen to the good news. As you hear the good news, you find faith rise in your heart. Effortless joy. Effortless gratitude. Why? Because you hear something that makes you grateful You know I was uh, We were on our way to uh, Cindy and Clint And um, just to go and fellowship with them And we put on the radio So on the radio was Radio zonder Grenze You know It's Afrikaans Place Afrikaans, Radio So Radio Sonder Grenze. So they had the Woolworth Tunnies on there and when I hear the Wilbur studies was on there, I was already a little bit irritated. You know, because now they're going to teach you how to uh, uh, see how a avo is ripe or not. <laughs> now that is irritating. I don't know, maybe you might want to know how, how an avo is ripe, but to me, I thought, what are we listening to? <laughs> the, the, and they say, <laughs> they say, Druk sorry for the English people there's no word for it in English. Druk it may druk
1: Okay.
0: And then what they actually teach you is how to druk it, you know, to see if it's right. You must roll it. Press and roll. So I thought rubbish next station please. So then we went to Bok radio, you know, and Bok Radio only plays 90% Afrikaans music. Now, we don't have so many good Afrikaans musicians. So, obviously, you're going to get s- some, something about Liffy, Rikyo, kind of a, you know. <laughs> There's also not something like that in English, I'm sorry. So, I said to my wife, we went from bad to worse. <laughs> Next radio station, Christian station. First words We must strive to be grateful to God. That's even worse than Bokradi. How do you strive to be grateful to God? You see it's effortless gratefulness. You know, it was not a you couldn't phone in, but I wish I could because I want you to just ask this question. Okay, God comes He takes away, first of all, he decides to make someone in his very image and likeness for free from dust And gives dust the opportunity to experience God's quality of life Right, then the dust messes up But he still loves the dust so much that he brings the dust back And gives the dust a seat in the Godhead never ever thinking of their sins giving that dust the whole kingdom calling that dust the pearl of great price the treasure in the earth and then after hearing all of that you must strive to be grateful (laughs) it doesn't make sense you know God has consumed In His goodness, the teaching of striving to be grateful. If you teach that, you are teaching nothing. You're teaching ashes. So, in this wonderful, as effortless as what it is, to be grateful in this gospel, we can now add to our faith, in this sense, saying, in what we believe, it includes healing for my body. It includes healing for my body. And I'm not going to thank God that we don't have to have our identity like the Old Testament people in healing anymore. Our identity is in Christ and a byproduct is the healing. In the Old Testament, the healing was the goal. In the New Testament, the healing is not the goal. In the New Testament, the immortality is the goal and it can only be attained by the the second coming of Christ so you cannot even attain it by own works you can only believe and he shall bring it forth amen an effortless life but let your heart not exclude healing for your body you know I have seen so many healings in our within uh, ons uh, family many times we've seen it and there were many times when we prayed we didn't see a miracle happen and I go to effort. You know, but thank God that my identity is not in the healing my identity is in Christ but my expectation is healing glory to God and what's wonderful about this is I expect it every day now but if you ask me what if I don't get healed then I tell you I don't even care if I die I shall be healed I cannot but be healed be it in this life or the next life but healing is mine, and time is not part of the equation anymore, for I've entered eternity. I hope you understand that. So, no, so I don't live anymore. Is it happening? Is it, No, no, no. There is something true that I believe. You know, it's like I said, Jesus Christ brought healing for me 2,000 years ago, and now I'm limping maybe. You know, you say, but you're limping. How can you say Jesus Christ brought healing for you? it's like saying somebody doesn't have an RDP house saying Nelson Mandela was never president because he doesn't have an RDP house the house does not declare the truth you don't believe something because you experience it you believe something because it's true maybe you haven't experienced the benefits of the new South Africa but are you going to deny that there's a new South Africa? No, we believe in the kingdom of God. We believe something because it's true. 2,000 years ago, the truth manifested for us. And he showed it and brought it forth. Now, this glory of God is the fire of God. Let me just read some verses on fire here. It says, and above the firmament, this was the appearance of God when Elijah saw the glory of God. It says, and above the firmament was over their heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of sapphire stones and upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness of the appearance of a man upon, above upon it so he says I saw this throne in heaven and upon it was the form of a man now that is something very amazing to say what Eli- Ezekiel was saying was when I saw God's glory when I saw God on his throne I saw a man seated on the throne a human the form of a human being is on the throne. What does that mean? It means we are in the image and likeness of God. We are the God kind fully. We're humans. Okay? And I saw as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire round about it. And from the appearance of his loins even upwards, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw as the appearance of fire, and it had brightness round about. And the as, in the, a, as the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. Now, listen to this. God says, through Ezekiel, He is a fire from the loins up and from the loins down. Loins in the Bible talks about uh, uh, the power to give birth. The power to procreate. Okay? So what He says here is, this fire this fire is from the loins up and from the loins down the only way in which God now this sounds funny but in the only way in, in which God can procreate is from this fire the center of this fire the center of this whole thing this is all clothed in fire in goodness what it means is the only way God can bring forth something that's like Him is by His goodness The only way God can bring forth healing to your life is by being good to you. Not by you qualifying, not by you looking, has my my mother-in-law sinned, has somebody brought in a curse into the house, a little um, Buddha or whatever, you know. Not by that, but by the goodness of God, He has consumed all things that's against us, and we in this life can be part of what is called signs, wonders, and miracles, and our bodies can be healed. We can have that expectation. Amen. Somebody might ask me, but why are you wearing glasses? It's just because I cannot see. That's all. It's not because I'm not healed because my healing is not determined by if I can see or not now we can talk in medical terms then you can say but uh, like the, the, the doctor said there's nothing wrong with your eye but because you rub it so much it's, it changes shape that's why you can't see anymore clearly so I can never base what has got eternal value on today's reality that means I can never find my identity in if I see or not but in my heart there's an expectation that I will see clearly I'm not gonna say well because I'm not gonna it will be stupid to reason the healing away because it's part of the covenant Glory to God It's part of what Christ has done for us. It's what we can expect as Christians. As you expect peace for free, you expect healing for free. And unfortunately, and we were discussing it with, I, I was speaking to Clint, you know, in the, in, in the charismatic world, they've made the stamp of God's presence miracles in the church. And that destroys people. Now I've been to a meeting where they pray for people that fall under, over under the power and all those kind of things. And I said to my wife, these people are so desperate that they think they receive by falling. Somebody's going to get hurt here. And the lady fell and bashed her head open on the floor. Here in Cape Town. She's bleeding. She came healed, she went away sick. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm not against falling. You know, the Bible says when they wanted to. I mean, the, 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 the um, people said to me, "Can you fall under the power of God?" Listen. The Bible says they wanted to take Jesus captive, the soldiers. Then they said to, then they they asked, We want Jesus. He says, I am He. And the soldiers went backwards and fell on the ground, the Bible says. Now, that is not Roman procedure for arresting people. (laughs) You know, there was something when He said, I am He. There was power present. that because our gospel is not merely a theory but it brings a manifestation of peace a manifestation of joy and also includes healing let's read a bit on it's um, Habakkuk 3 verse 3 to 8 it says God came from Timan and the Holy One from Mount Paran Selah his glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise talks about our dispensation and his brightness was as the light and he had horns coming out of his hand and this was the hiding of his power before him went the pestilence and the burning coals went forth at his feet he stood and measured the earth and beheld he drove asunder the nations and the everlasting mountains which talks about the law system were scattered and the perpetual hills did bow isn't this awesome? What he says is, he says, God came. This is now Habakkuk seeing the glory of God. He says, I saw God coming down. And when I saw Him, I saw from His side, some translations says, um, you know, He says out of, from His side, His hand, came these horns. Now, in the Hebrew it says, lightning like shafts of fire came out of His hand. Now, what does the hand speak of? The hand speaks of the work of God. The hand is the number five, which is the number for grace. Okay? So what he was saying is, when I saw the glory of God that flooded the earth and the big mountains bowed, the perpetual, unending mountains, it was on the mountain that, um, you know, Moses got the law, Mount Sinai. The mountains bowed their ways to God. Okay? That way changed. And he says, out of his hand came lightning like shafts of fire, and therein was the hiding place of his power. So what does it mean? It means that the work of God, which is the grace of God, is the power of God. And then it says, in front of his feet was burning coals. It talks about this goodness of God. And the pestilence fleed before him. So, what it means is, when this grace message starts to captivate your heart, you know, what we can expect is for pestilence to flee. What we can expect, not by our working. You know, under the old charismatic thing was, I'm fighting the flu. No, no, I'm not fighting the flu. The flu is running away from the glorious presence of God's goodness in my heart. Amen. And that's what we expect. That's where our heart is. That's where our persuasion is. And that is why I believe the Bible says, talks about the laying on of hands. It talks about, the laying on of hands talks about the glorious hiding place of God's doing and God's power laid upon man. So when we pray for somebody and lay hands on him, what I believe, what God sees, and what really happens is, God sees my work of my grace is laid upon this person. And we see people start to pray in other tongues, we see people being healed, we see the supernatural things happen. But it's all, and, 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 and you know, when I spoke to Clinton Sidney, I said, I want to minister on this, but I'm, I'm also, I'm very careful in ministering on this because people got the healing thing so twisted up. So twisted up. You know, I look at, um, and I don't want to sound judgmental, but I look at at somebody on on Facebook that all the time on on his post is, this person got healed, this person got healed, this person got healed, this person got healed. And I was thinking to myself, I wish this person can have the peace I have because why do you need to say all the time, every day God is good because of this miracle, God is good because of this miracle I don't want to talk miracles away, miracles are there but let's have our heart in the truth and have the miracle as a result and we are happy because of what Christ has done and we don't find our identity in how many people get healed do you know how much pressure, for those of you that watch via the internet, I know many leaders watch this you know how many how much pressure pastors are under to perform miracles in churches yeah. especially if you go around as a healing evangelist you're in trouble you're not a healing evangelist there's no such a calling there's only one calling and the Bible says this is our calling there's only one ministry, and this is our ministry, the ministration of reconciliation, to minister man reconciled unto God and Jesus Christ. And we want to see people believe that. And God can confirm that word with signs, of wonders, miracles. We're not chasing the miracle. What we are chasing after is declaring the truth so people can believe it. Amen. Amen. Think of that and be healed from your performance. <laughs> Glory to God. <clears throat> so isn't this beautiful his hands lightning like shafts of fire then Revelation 1 verse 13 to 15 this is one of the most beautiful verses in the midst of the seven candlesticks one like the son of man clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about perhaps with a golden girdle his head and his hair were like like, as white as wool um, as white as snow and his eyes were as a flame of fire (laughs) isn't that beautiful when God looks his eyes is flooded with his goodness he can only see good when he looks at you he looks at you from the perspective of being good to you and when you see somebody's eyes you know when I uh, when, when I think of Elena I think of her eyes I see her it's as if the eyes is the window of her soul Kijk, as de ijskoen so mooi blauw is, nee, yes, dan sy ja, dan zijn vriendelijk, jong. Maar als ik bij de kom en ek sien, hy het zo so grijs. We gaan er kom bijskoen maag, schoolgoed was. You know, yeah, just do something. Glory to God. I mean, this. Yeah. Gone from bad to worse. So in the very, but when you look into the eyes of God, it is a flaming fire. And Moses said, show me your fire. Show, declare that fire. I want to understand, why are you burning? He said, this is the fire. It is my mercy, my goodness. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. But when we all with an open face, uh, but we all with an open face as in a glass... Look at the glory of God. And we are changed into the very same glory, same image as from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. So, what he says here is he says, When we look into the glory of God, we look as in a mirror. You have been closed. If God looks at you, you are a fire from the loins up and a fire from the loins down. There's a healing goodness. That has captivated us and that is God's reality about our lives that is the truth so when I pray for somebody I am conscious of what Christ has done I'm conscious of the spirit world I'm conscious of the typology you know of how this is seen and perceived and I see that when we pray we are not standing in the presence of darkness we are standing in the presence of goodness And when I lay my hands on people, what do I see? I see the work of God applied, you know, the work of God, the grace of God applied to this person's life. And this is true about him and it manifests in his body. That is the expectation that's in my heart and the perspective from where we minister and from where we live. And the most beautiful verse is in Acts 2. And the Bible says, When the Holy Spirit was poured out tongues as of fire appeared on each one's head isn't that beautiful <laughs> maybe you don't see the fire on your head but it's there and that fire is not that we try to be healed it, it contains the healing and unfortunately you know we've tried to work up enough faith to make healing come forth all those kind of things I want to tell you this continue in your rest let your mind just include this. Let your mind include this. My life is not based on my experience, be it good or bad, but I'm not going to be shortchanged for what Jesus prayed for. Glory to God. Healing is ours. So when we pray for Tani Machta, I expect, my expectation is that her heart. Her medical condition is included in the finished work of Jesus. And we can expect that. Glory to God. You know, the the other day I I, I went cycling and um, I went through a canola field. And I got a hay fever. I've never had it in my life. But when I got it, I just said, Lord, my body is not available for this. My body is not available for this. if If I would have continued to have it, I will just say the same thing. Because it's true, my body is available for the manifestation of the kingdom of God. The Bible says clearly in Romans, it says, yield your members as instruments of righteousness. It doesn't say try and be righteous. It says just be available for God to manifest His righteousness in you. So we are not trying to be healed. We are making ourselves available for God's healing in our bodies. And that's effortless healing. Glory to God. My children, I just say they, Aubrey Henry Baptist, I, 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 I don't want to say I declare, in my heart I'm persuaded that healing is theirs. I end off with this. I remember years ago, Aubrey, uh, was, when he was born man he had a lot of trouble all kinds of al- allergia and I don't know what it's allergic to basically everything we had to eventually if we wanted to feed him what he needed to have we had to go and buy a goat and have him in the backyard you know because where do you get those goat goat's milk back then you couldn't you know and he couldn't if he eat a cheese curl he goes to the hospital it's not, he's going to be in the hospital with that. You know, he was allergic to everything. And then his lungs wasn't good. The, the, the doctor, I had a doctor friend, the doctor friend said to me, he'll bet his Pajero. And then these Pajeros just came out. They had a brand new Pajero. He says, he will sign a thing that he will give me the Pajero if he can just have a chance to test my son because he's, he promises me he's a sugar, sugar diabetic so that that doctor knew all the signs were there in Aubrey I just said I'm not even having him tested you know because it was just too much for my mind I just had too much I, I said no I'm not going to have that and um, we went to Zambia um, and even before we went to Zambia he um, I think it was before yeah, <clears throat> we were still in Stilfontein and he was just hard to walk, walk and I was working on my car getting it ready to go on a big trip and and uh, he could just walk and I put petrol in the tree so you know that I was next to the tree and there, was, there wasn't a table and it was about this high And now he's this high I don't know how he got into that tree he got into the tree bumped the thing over all the petrol didn't fall out of the container it was, it was, it was a, a, a two liter milk bottle hmm? he took that petrol put it in his mouth and inhaled it breathed into these ill lungs, he breathed petrol. He, he turned blue. Everything was bad. You know, he, he became blue. He, f- he he was was it convulsing? Whatever you I don't know all the medical things. I can only speak church English. So <clears throat> all those bad things, you know, and then we couldn't find the key for the other car. But clumsy, you know. So little his little Eventually we find the key for the car. This child cannot breathe. He looks as if he's dying. Not not his look, he's dying. He's blue. Then the car breaks down on the way to the hospital. You know? so we sit with a very ill child and then I was in Zambia and I preached and this was before I had this revelation of the fire of God the glory of God and I just preached and while I preached I said God wants to heal the sick I just felt it in my heart and I said I see fire in this place hanging on the roof and I just believe God wants to heal people who of you wants to be healed come let me pray for you nobody came but then I said maybe they're scared let me just pray over the crowd I believe a lot in praying over the crowd so um, my wife laid her hands on my son and I remember that until today and I prayed and he was healed until today from everything glory to God I'm happy you see for three years or four years I, I, I lived with the reality of the sickness and we would pray for him we would do everything and then we, oh, why doesn't he get healed and we sit with all of that but our hearts said we don't care if he's healed or not that is not our identity our identity is in the finished work of Jesus but we're never going to stop to have an expectation of God manifesting healing in his body and there he is healed today and I thank God for that. He could today have sugar diabetes. He could today have asthma. He could today have been allergic to so many things. You know, and there he lives a healthy life. He plays hockey. He does well. You know, so thank God for that. So I want to say to you that in the goodness of God, don't try and force healing down on yourself. You know, don't try and make healing a goal by your faith, so that you, as a sign of approval before God, because then you're missing the whole goal. The whole thing here is included in what I've received that gives me peace this is as well and we also expect that amen and amen Amen. I'm going to pray now for for you guys here and uh, people over the internet Uh, and we're going to just expect healing for our bodies you know there are many things that we might struggle with and uh, some of it can happen instantaneously others over a period of time I don't care You know, this is, the reason why I preach on this is because it's true and we can benefit from this. And I just felt in my heart, I'm not going to allow the abuse of something to rob us from what is also ours. Amen. Amen. Right, let's pray. Father, I want to come and I want to thank you for your goodness and your grace. I want to thank you that the fire is not just in the room, but we are clothed with your goodness and thank that you've been good to mankind. You've come and you have judged us as forgiven. You have judged us as healed. You have judged the law system that disqualify us, not as a system anymore by which we receive. Your judgment brings forth who you are, and we are partaking of your goodness. And our hearts are enlarged by your goodness, and we expect healing we, we know that healing is part of our lives. As we have a hope and a confident expectation of joy and peace to manifest based on your goodness, we also have this. And thank you, Father, for that. Thank you, Lord, that we can naturally, relationship-orientated, have a love relationship with you, and from there we are healed. Thank you, Father. I declare... Sickness in this place healed because it has been healed 2,000 years ago and the people are receiving it today. Thank you for confirming your word with signs, wonders and miracles and we make our bodies available today and forevermore as an instrument wherein you can manifest your righteousness in the area of uh, provision, in the area of the fruit of the Spirit, and in the area of healing as well. Thank you for that, my God. We make our lives available in the area of a long, healthy life for you to live your righteousness, manifest your righteousness in. It's available. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I declare people healed, over the internet, right now, in Jesus' name. This truth is about you. It's not just about me or about Jesus. It's a truth about you. You are healed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.